The topic that I want to talk about this morning is salvation. We want to know what it means when we say salvation is for everyone. When Suresh first told me what the topic is, I got so excited and I thought it's amazing for me as an Iranian girl who comes from a Muslim country, Muslim background, talk about salvation and declare this truth that salvation is for everyone. So um, I want to talk about Romans 10. If you've got a Bible, please turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 13. If you haven't got a Bible, you can read it from this screen. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with, our heart that, uh, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. So uh, in this chapter, Paul is saying that if you believe in your heart, it means if you have faith in your heart. And let's see um, what faith means really in the Bible, what, what the Bible says about faith. In Hebrew chapter 11 verse 1 says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Assurance about God's existence. If we know that he is alive, he is amongst us. We cannot see him physically, but we have assurance about his existence. I'm talking about his existence. existence. So let's see who, um, who is this guy, who am I talking about, whose existence am I talking about? As Christians, we believe in a God who is merciful. He so loved the world that he gave his one and only son for us because he wants us, because he wants to save us, because he wants to wash all our sins away so we can have an intimate and close relationship with him. Jesus came to this world for you and me. He was crucified. He went on the cross. He shed his blood because of you and me. But you know what the good news is? Is that he rose again and he is alive. He is amongst us. This is such a God we believe in. And this is what Christian faith says. When you believe this in your heart and you can declare it with your tongue, then you get saved. This is the base of our faith. Let's think about Romans 10 now. Who is Paul talking to in this um, chapter, in, in, in the book of Romans? Who is he talking to? He's talking to both Jews and Gentiles. And now let's see what the difference is when we say Jews and Gentiles. Jews were the chosen people, and it means that Yahweh re re revealed himself to Jews, and he gave them the Ten Commandments. They knew Yahweh as their one and only God. Jews received the Ten Commandments. They knew all God's law, and Gentiles didn't know Yahweh. They didn't know the Ten Commandments. They didn't know God's law. But you know what the problem was at, at this moment? In this church, there are Jews who are Christian now, but they still want to receive God's righteousness by their work. They didn't seek uh, God's righteousness by faith, but by the works of the law. They might have thought uh, that because they, 
they, was the, they were the chosen people. They were also the only ones who could have salvation. I think we've got the best example in the Bible again in Galatians chapter 2 when Paul opposed Peter because he was doing the work of the law. Peter was one of the apostles. He lived with Jesus. He walked with Jesus. He loved him so much. But you see, this was one of the greatest challenges that the church was facing at that moment. And in Romans 10, Paul is reminding them again of the truth of the gospel. He is telling them that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus. That's in Galatians chapter 2. So yes, God chose Abraham's descendants because he wanted to work through them and not only for them. Let's read verse 12 together again. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. I want to read something from uh, God's Stories book. This book is so amazing and encouraging. I really recommend you to read this book. If you don't have it, you can find it in uh, Jubilee's library in Melbourne House. Um, Andrew Wilson says, he's saying, Paul is saying, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, irrespective of their Jewishness or lack of it, will be saved. That sort of talk puts the cat amongst the pigeons. It is all very well to say that God's people get saved by calling out to him for help. But to say that the Gentiles can do this too, with no descent from Abraham, no law, no land, no temple, and no history of following Yahweh whatsoever, that is a remarkable statement. But Paul is insistent. There is no distinction between Jews and Greek. Salvation is for everyone who calls in faith. There is, there is an amazing story in the Bible in Acts 10, uh, and it's one of my favorite stories. You should know this story. It's about Peter and a guy who is called Cornelius. So uh, Cornelius was a Gentile. God uh, talked to Peter through her, his dream and asked him to go to Cornelius' house. Uh, so he went there, he shared the gospel with them. And it's amazing how, the, how Peter, this Jewish guy, starts his talk when he is in Cornelius' house. In Acts 10, verse 34 and 35, um, says, Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. Yes, this is the truth. God does not do favoritism. He treats his people, he treats his children differently. That's the truth. But he loves them all so much. Now let's see how this relates to us. I think it's amazing for all of us. It's a great blessing to have a very good example here in Jubilee. We have people from different countries, different backgrounds, cultures, languages, and I believe that this really shows God's heart. This is what the Bible, what God is talking about in the Bible. However, there are still people all around the world who think that salvation is only for Jewish people is only for Abraham's descendants because they were the chosen people and not anyone else. 
When I was in Iran, I always thought that Christianity is only for Western people, and I, as an Iranian girl, could never become a Christian. I could never get saved because I was born in a Muslim country. I, can, um, I also always thought that Christians can have sex before marriage because they have a very liberal God. You might want to know why uh, me or lots of people who come from the Middle East think like this. It was because I always thought that English people are Christian. And I had also seen Christians who didn't live lives that the Bible is talking about. So you see, people really need to understand the truth of the gospel. This might not be only about our nationalities or where we are coming from. It might be about people's lifestyle, people's behavior. I think the video that we watched last week about um, Alpha Course and that African guy was so amazing and encouraging when a murderer gets saved. That's amazing. We might think that, no, that's, that's impossible. How can he save a murderer? How can he love a murderer? You might know people in Jubilee or other churches who also have amazing stories about their salvation, how amazingly God saved them. People who have lived with sexual immorality, who have had sex before marriage or have been in same-sex relationships. Those who have recovered from addiction, people who have been delivered from idolatry. Sometimes we really might think that they cannot become Christian, they cannot get saved. But you know what? That's a lie. That's the biggest lie ever. God does save these people. He does save them. But you know what? When I, when I say this, you might think, okay, that's amazing, so he saves everyone. Hallelujah. That's the end of the story. But no, he also wants to transform us. He does save us and he wants to transform us. He wants to transform us with his spirit so that we can live lives worthy of our Lord Jesus and display fruits of the spirit. So regardless of our background, God saves and transforms people so that we no longer live in darkness but in light. Let's read um, Acts chapter 11, uh, verse 17. So Peter has been in Cornelius' house. He shared the gospel. They all got saved. They got baptized with water and the Holy Spirit. And now, in the next chapter, which is chapter, seven, uh, chapter 11, he is explaining his actions. He says, So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? Who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? I remember last year or two years ago, I don't know when it was exactly, Shirley shared something about someone in the Alpha course, and she said when, she, when Shirley first saw her, she was like, no, that's not going to happen. She's not going to become a Christian. She's not going to get saved. But you know what? It did happen. She got saved. She became a Christian. So who am I to think that I can stand in God's way? Who are we to think that we can stand in God's way? If you are Christian, I want to encourage you to open your eyes and see the people around you, people who have the need of understanding the gospel, the need of understanding God. Some weeks ago in um, our women's prayer meeting, we were praying for someone um, who is not Christian yet, and we were talking about her prob problems and her issues, and Jody suddenly said, she needs Jesus. She just needs Jesus in her life. 
And you know why she said that? Because she can see and she can understand the need of God's presence in her life. Jubilee, we need to know that Jesus hasn't left anyone behind. Salvation is for everyone who calls in the name of the Lord. When I was in New Day, I heard a very encouraging testimony from a young lad. He said he always rejected God because he never understood him. People need to understand God. So if people need to understand God, what is our responsibility? Let's read Romans 10, uh, verses 14 and 15. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So go and preach the gospel. Let's bring this good news to this world, to Teesside, to this area. As Luke said a couple of uh, weeks ago, reading the Bible can prepare us for salvation. People need to know the Word of God. People need to know the Bible. I want to tell you a little bit of my story. Um, when I first came to the UK, I, I was um, in Stockton living in a shared house, and then we had a friend, um, an English guy who was very old, who used, he used to come to our house every couple of days, sometimes with his wife or he, with his daughter. So he was a very strong believer, and uh, he was so passionate for God. He, so he always shared about Christianity by the Bible, and suddenly he became one of our closest friends. And one day he invited us to the church. It was uh, to the church, but it wasn't a like, Sunday service. They were running uh, an event in the church. So we went to that event, and that time was my first time ever in the church. So I met Christian people for the first time in my life. And it was an amazing experience. Everything was different, and I could see the difference. I could see these people are different. And after a while... He came to me one day and he said, I have a present for you. He gave me a book. So imagine I'm, I'm a very young girl in England, no friends, no family, in a very difficult situation. He gave me a, he said, this present is a Bible. And that was in my mother tongue. It was in Farsi. And that was a precious, precious present ever. So I started reading that Bible. And you know what? Reading that Bible really prepared me for salvation. When I, I, I was reading it, I didn't give my life to Jesus. Nothing happened. But I know that God really used that, that, that time when I was reading his word. And then the guy invited me to the Alpha course. Raj, as Raj and um, Haley said this morning, he invited me to the Alpha course, which was amazing. It was a great blessing for me. So I went to the Alpha course. I had loads of questions. That's why I attended two Alpha course. So um, I finished all my questions. I asked all my questions. And that was the moment. Yes, God saved me. I gave my heart to him. But you know what? Um, I got saved, but I didn't really let him to come and transform me. I, I could call myself a Christian, but I wasn't really a Christian. I wasn't a follower. I didn't go to church. or I was doing my life in my way. Um, so I went through lots of difficult things, and I was so exhausted. I was giving up everything. 
and I want to tell you something. As I was preparing my talk, God kept reminding me of something that happened in my life. I never shared it with anyone. Nobody knows this this story, but God really, God's been really challenging me, and I think He really wants me to share it with you. Um, I I was giving up everything, even my life. I was thinking about suicide. Um, I was gonna end my life, and I remember that the the only person who knows this is my best friend Sama, who is in London. So I called her. I was crying on the phone, and I said, um, "Just tell my family how much I love them." Um, anyway, even in that horrible and dark moment, God really protected me. He saved me. He loved me. That's why I am here now. But that wasn't the end. Nothing changed. Again, I was doing whatever I wanted. I went through lots of horrible things again and again and again. And eventually, I was done with life. I was like, God, come and do something in my life. I was in my room alone. I was sat on the floor. I started crying out to him. And I, I, I thought that was the moment I had to start talking to him, to communicate with him. So I talked to him. I said, everyone's talking about you. Everyone's telling me that you are, the, you are alive. You are the God of impossible. You can change everything. So come and do something in my life. I'm done. And you know what? That was the moment. That was the moment that I let him to come and change my life, to come and transform my life, tra- transform me. And on that day, as I was on the floor, I was crying out to him. For the first time in my life, I had a real miracle, a very supernatural thing happen to me, and I could feel it, I could touch it. God gave me an amazing, amazing vision um, of Jesus, and he, he really showed me his love that, uh, for me, his heart for me, and that vision was amazing. And I knew that this is God. He's communicating with me. He's telling me how much he loves me. And that was the moment. That was the start of my journey with Jesus. And you know what? I will never, ever regret that moment because now I worship a God who is alive. I worship a God who is existent. And he is worthy to be praised. So read his word and see what he has for you. If you don't have a Bible, please come to talk um, to one of the elders or someone who you know. I'm pretty sure that they, they would love to give you a Bible if you want to. Now you've heard my story. If you are not a Christian, I want to encourage you to respond to his invitation. Come and taste his love. I responded to his invitation quite a while ago, and he came to my life. He changed everything about me. If he could change me, he can change you too. If he could save me, he can save you too. Please come forward. We would love to pray, not for you, but with you. We want to pray with you. Don't be shy. It doesn't matter who is around you, who is uh, watching you. Just come forward. If you, you don't feel comfortable to come forward, just raise your hand. We can come to you and we can pray with you. And I'll also, can I ask a band to come up, please? And I also uh, want to talk about, our, when, when we talk about salvation, we usually uh, remember our loved ones, people who are in our heart, but they are not Christian yet. And I, uh, I want to tell you a very short story again. When I... Um, 
when I started my journey with Jesus, uh, again, I was in my room on my own. I was praying, and um, I, I felt that this is really annoying. My best friend, my closest friend is not Christian. And I really wanted her to know Jesus, to love Jesus. So I started praying for her. I prayed for her for hours and hours and hours. I asked for her salvation. After four days, she called me. You know Samo, she was with us in Jubilee for a while. So after four days, she called me and she said, I had a dream and I want you to explain what's happening. So um, she, to- she told me the dream as she was telling, uh, explaining the dream. I was just crying on the phone. And um, she said when she had the dream, she woke up in the middle of the night and she just cried because she knew it was God. And I asked God because she, didn't, she never wanted to uh, know anything about Christianity or church. Everything was quite funny for her. That's why I asked God to talk to her through her dreams. And after four days, it happened because she, he is the God of impossible. He did that. And she called me, so she told me the dream. And now she is an amazing, beautiful Christian lady. So, yes, please, uh, let's bring our loved ones to God and ask for their salvation because he can save people. And uh, if you gave your heart to Jesus maybe a couple of years ago, but now you think that um, there isn't any connection between you and him, um, you're not sure if you have a real relationship with God, I want to encourage you. Come forward. We would love to pray for you. Thank you so much for this morning. God bless you guys. Please come forward.